talk to me, no matter what you feel. Hi, my name's Scott Anderson. You've reached my podcast, still in January 2024. From the last podcast to this podcast, which was basically from Martin Luther King Day to today, uh, we ended up getting six inches of snow, and we haven't been above 32 degrees in all seven of those days. So it's weather's taking a turn towards that season that's supposed to occur every year, or what we sometimes call winter. Anyway, as always, my podcast is sponsored by two sponsors. The first is the novel Danny and the Corporate Ladder, available now in ebook stores as a paperback and as an audiobook. Danny and the Corporate Ladder. Sometimes in life you meet someone so amazing you think, this person is not this amazing. And you find out they were actually better than you thought. My other sponsor is Creative Technology and Innovation, longtime sponsor of the Society of Dead Teachers, as well as longtime supporter of me. So I truly appreciate uh, all of the efforts of those at Creative Technology and Innovation, uh, and I appreciate everything they do. And they, of course, are a sponsor of this podcast, Creative Technology and Innovation. So I published today uh, a piece on autonomous cars in Hub Pages. So when you re- listen to this, you can go to Hub Pages and download the autonomous cars thinking that I've done. I really want to focus my podcast, though, on two component pieces of that discussion. The first is safety. I know a lot of people are very nervous about autonomous cars, but I think you should be more nervous about the human behind the wheel. Um, of all the accidents involving injury... This is not accidents without injury. This is accidents involving injury. 31% of those occur because of an impaired human driver. Uh, And that's not just impaired alcohol. That's also impaired uh, marijuana or any other drug. So when you think about that, 31% of injuries involving an accident with an automobile, 31% of those are because of an impaired human driving. So... That's a little scary, particularly if you think about the percentage of impaired humans having accidents increases certain times of the year. You know, New Year's Eve, Christmas Eve, things like that. There are a number of holidays where the number of people that have consumed way too much of whatever it is that makes them happy have consumed way too much and got behind the wheel of a car. So... You know, set a limit for yourself. Don't get behind the wheel of a car if you're impaired, right? So that's one, right? So the other thing is, you know, depending upon who you listen to, and and at this point, I I utilize the National Highway Safety uh, Transportation Administration's publications, which, you know, the variance in the numbers are pretty significant. Uh, It's 3%, uh, which is a fairly large range, but I will say I have over the years decided that I would stick with one standard. And for me, that standard is the National Highway Safety Transport Administration. That group publishes uh, a yearly report. That's where I got the 31% of drivers being impaired in accidents that have injury. And of course, of accidents causing injuries, 31% of those are rear-end collisions. Now, that does not, by the way, note the fact that more accidents also occur in the rear-end world, right? People hit the back of cars frequently. In fact, rear-end collisions are the single most likely collision. This is simply of the collisions with accidents, 31% are rear-end collisions. Uh, So 
it's something to think about, right? Reducing those two, just reducing those two. And let's say autonomous drivers and autonomous cars can actually drop that by, let's just go with 60%. Um, 60% is probably low. It's probably closer to 70 or 80%, but let's just say 60%, right? First of all, we have to do the argument, right? And the initial argument is at what point is there enough autonomous cars on the road that the statistics are fair? Because today, you know, autonomous cars are on the road, but there aren't as many, right? For every 1 million drivers, there's probably one autonomous car running today. Um, Except in San Francisco, where they have two autonomous car companies, although one is currently suspended, um, the other is still operating uh, and operating uh, driverless taxis in the city of San Francisco. So as you kind of go down this path, right, as you kind of consider these things, the reality is there there are a number of, of variables that we have to consider. One of them, the biggest one is at what point, you know, at where, where's the tipping point, right, to, to borrow from uh, the wonderful book by Malcolm Gladwell, right? That point, the tipping point is that point when momentum is going the opposite direction from where it had been going. In the case of autonomous cars, you know, where's that point? Is it 40%? Is it 50%? Is it 60% of total cars on the road? being autonomous that we're you know able to say okay we're going to start saving money Um, and i truly mean we will save money because autonomous cars are going to be less likely to have a rear-end collision they're going to be less likely to uh, have any of the other incidents as well as they're not going to drive impaired so you're going to remove a vast quantity of the uh, problems that are currently on the road that's going to reduce your insurance rates and that's going to increase your capacity to do things other than drive when you're in the car on the way to work in the morning, right? You can you can actually take conference calls and you can do other things. Yes, you still need to be in the driver's seat. Yes, you still need to pay attention, but you don't need to drive. And there's a difference between paying attention and driving, right? If, and so if you think about that, it's going to reduce the stress of commutes. And you reduce the stress of commutes, that's going to have an impact on society as a whole, right? People are not going to be angry when they get out of their cars. They're going to be relaxed because they were able to do other things and be productive during a time when they used to basically have to just sit in the car and not be as productive. So, you know, the good news is we're going to have greater productivity. We're going to have greater safety once we get to that tipping point. Now, that tipping point, as far as I can see, is still 10, maybe 12 years out. But the reality is things are getting better. The autonomous car systems that are available today improve every single year they get better. Um, I've had uh, two variations of one of the autonomous driving systems uh, in my car. I've, I, I just traded for a new EV and, and that new EV has a new, the new version of the uh, driverless car system. And frankly, it's amazing. It's improved radically. It's so much better than the previous version. And the previous version was good. It wasn't great, but it was good. This one is getting closer to great. Uh, and of course, you know, obviously, once we get to the tipping point, then that's all going to be moot and all of our insurance rates are going to go down, right? You won't have to be paying for as many rear end collisions, which are the predominant number of collisions out there. So that's kind of, you know, where I was with um, that article. And that's what I want to focus on in the podcast is the concept of, of human safety, right? That's, for me, that's like, that's the big value proposition of autonomous cars. I did want to spend one last second on the the reality of, of the disinformation that's out there. I do understand people are scared. People don't like the concept of AI. Uh, they feel like AI is going to replace them. Uh, and I will tell you, 
that AI is not going to replace the majority of human beings. Now, there are jobs that I think we should sit down and have a long conversation about. Uh, jobs where human beings get injured. And I'm not talking about, you know, minor, you know, I, I bump my, uh, uh, I bump my uh, knuckle on, on the drawer as I was opening it to get papers out, right? Which actually, sadly, I'd done multiple times. In fact, I have a bruise on my knuckle right now from, from doing it the other day. Uh, I'm not talking about that. I, I'm talking about repetitive stress injuries that really make it very difficult for the person when they retire to live a, a happy life, right? You work your whole life to be free when you retire. And then because of repetitive stress injuries, you can't do that. So I'm talking about replacing jobs that put humans at risk. And we can talk about what risk means at that point. We can argue what risk means at that point. Uh, but the reality is um, you, you got to be really careful. Uh, and let's have systems that, that benefit human beings. So that's the short term, right? That's the autonomous car article going through safety um, enough of that. Anyway, a couple of other things that are going on. I uh, had a very interesting discussion on Reddit. Um, person asked, you know, why is it critical? Why is 1.5 degree Celsius temperature raising? Why are scientists throwing that out? Um, I tried to explain to them that it's about the energy created and consumed to get to 1.5 degrees across the globe. Uh, and the person just went uh, crazy. They just lost it. So I'm not quite sure how to help a lot of people with the disinformation about what does climate change really mean. Um, people get stuck on the phrase global warming. It's not about global warming. Um, it's about it's about energy and the creation and trapping of energy. The more carbon dioxide, the more methane that is in the atmosphere, the more the sun's rays do not bounce off the earth and go back into space. They bounce off the earth, bounce off the CO2 or methane and come back. And methane is also carbon-based, right? So it's just a longer carbon chain than CO2. But the reality is that engine energy goes up and it comes back down. So that energy is what's going on, right? You get a double blast or a triple blast, or depending upon what the, the current carbon state in the atmosphere is, you end up with, um, you end up with a, um, an increased amount of energy released by the solar uh, <clears throat> energy system, otherwise known as the, the sun's rays. Uh, sorry about that. I don't know where I came up with solar energy system. Uh, but you, you get the, the concept, right? You have a lot more energy produced. You have a lot more energy to get up 1.5 degrees. That's why scientists are worried about it. That's why that number comes out. Um, and it's, it's kind of a critical path number in that if we can stop it before we get there, we're ultimately going to uh, be in better shape. My name is Scott Anderson. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. Have a wonderful day.